In October, the cannabis industry reconvened in Las Vegas for the annual trade show MJ BizCon, put on by Marijuana Business Daily. As part of that event, Business of Cannabis sat down with industry leaders at the show to discuss their business, the current state of the cannabis industry, and what they were seeing on the road ahead. This conversation was part of that series. What follows is a conversation with Doug Hellyer, the president and chief operating officer of Loom Cannabis. Loom is a single state operator in Michigan with both a cultivation and a retail footprint. Michigan's been a bit of a darling in the cannabis sector, with Michiganders proving to have a voracious appetite for cannabis. But the impact of Michigan's legalization is also having an impact on surrounding states, which we were eager to explore in this conversation. Doug, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Uh, we were chatting two seconds before you sat down. Um, I have been watching the numbers, overall sales numbers come in from Michigan. You guys are in Michigan. People in Michigan love their weed. Is that something unique to Michigan? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's unique to, to Michigan, but I'd say the consumption is higher per capita in Michigan than probably any other state. That's what it says in the license plate. <laughs> <laughs> right. It should. It absolutely should. But it really has become uh, an unbelievable market. And um, not only for Loom, but for sort of a lot of people. Tell us about your footprint there and sort of the origins of it. So the company was started uh, a few years ago by, by uh, a couple of entrepreneurs from Michigan. Everyone that, that was involved, all of the partners uh, in Loom are lifetime Michiganders. And uh, a CEO, our CEO, Dave Morrow, uh, when he joined in 2019, he and I had been together for over 10 years. And uh, when he invited me to, to, to join Loom, I, I said, absolutely. And uh, it's, been, it's been quite a ride for the, la for the last two years. So we're vertically integrated. So we, we, culti we have our own indoor cultivation. We have a large outdoor cultivation. So between our outdoor and indoor, we have, we have about a million square feet of cultivation. And uh, uh, we have 25 uh, retail stores that are open right now. We opened number 26 this weekend. And uh, by the end of, you know, first quarter, we'll be at 35. And by the end of next year, we'll be about 55. So it's a big footprint. Yeah. It's a big cultivation footprint. It's a massive retail footprint. Talk a little bit about the scale up of the retail side, because, um, uh, well, obviously cultivation is complex. With retail, there's lots of different, like layers, a lot of, many more stakeholders, I would say, right? There's stakeholders unique to that location, the stakeholders in aggregate, like, Talk a little bit about sort of what it's like to open number 26 or what will be number 27 and 30 and 50. Well, you, you've hit it on the head. It's everyone is unique. There are roughly 1,700 municipalities in the state of Michigan. Most of the majority have not opted in. And those that have opted in, every, the entire the selection process for each municipality is unique. And so you have to be able to adjust to that application process and you know, work with the community and try and identify what's important in that community, what's important in the retail establishment, establishment that you plan to uh, plan to build and open, employ people, and uh, it's it's very competitive. But our strategy, what's unique about our strategy uh, in Michigan is that from the outset we said we're going to open wherever we can, and that's why we have more open locations than any any other brand in the state of Michigan. And that's why we're going to continue to, to lead that pace. The Upper Peninsula alone, we have, we have seven locations. Seriously? A absolutely. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. But we feel that, that we want to provide access to, to everyone in the state of Michigan. 
and uh, we're on a good path to doing that. I like it. I like it. Um, it's it's interesting to think about um, the Midwest um, because obviously the, the industry, let's say the industry started in you know, Colorado and then West, um, and then everything else has been sort of piecemeal, but the piecemeal is going to start to piecemeal together. I think, right? Like you have Illinois and you have Michigan yes. and New York is bringing along New Jersey, Connecticut and you know, Massachusetts is already there. You know, so but at some point there'll be Pennsylvania. Yeah. At some point soon after that, there'll be Ohio. Correct. And there starts to be this, you know, I don't, it's not like a political map, but you start to see, you know, less so spreading and more like just like states coming closer and closer together, which puts enormous pressure on the states that are coming along. But it also puts pressure on the neighboring states where people actually do cross borders, which is not like in the West. Like talk a little bit about, if you know, like what the patterns of like cross-border, maybe especially in the upper peninsula, like what, it, like how are, are people traveling to Michigan to buy their weed? Absolutely. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every day. If, if you, if our store close to the Ohio border does, does a tremendous volume of business yeah. every day and about half, half of our customers in that location are from the state of Ohio. Yeah. And it's the same up in the upper peninsula. We have them come. Far away, state of Minnesota, Wisconsin, every day coming into our stores. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it's just, just, no, I know it's great for you. I, I just think if I'm in those other states, like I would, I would see those cars coming and going. I just count the tax dollars as being burned. Absolutely. Like just, you know, and people in Michigan are just, yeah. you know, loving it. But I guess that like, is it, if it I mean, this is, I, it, there's no right answer, but like, is that what's going to push states to, to fall or, or to go depending on your perspective? Like, is it the tax, is it, is it dollars and cents or is it, we have these lofty policy bills that we want to, I, I think eventually they're, they're, I think they're going to see that, that the citizens of their state, this is what they want. Yeah. And, and, and the, combine that with economic benefits, I think they're all going to end up. Yeah. It's funny. I, I feel like there aren't that many issues where the public is so far ahead of their own elected officials and regulators. And this is one of them. Like, absolutely. And well, just, the state and the federal level. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, they're scared to do it, even though there appears to be no downside. Like there's no downside now. And I, we, we, right before you came in, we were talking to someone from New York and in New York, when the governor got into political trouble, he went to cannabis as like a savior and a diversion, right. a popular one. Like that's how far we've come from like elected officials, hot cowering to not, and not even doing it and letting, letting voters choose from the cell right. to then saying, you know, we're going to go because I have this thing I want to divert attention away from. Like right. we've come yeah. very far, very quickly, but the public is still further ahead. And we're fortunate to be in Michigan because, you know, Michigan's, you know, became medical in uh, 2008 with a huge medical program, like huge, massive, huge pass and, you know, continues to be a very yeah. important part of the business. And then the recreational side is, is massive. And it's just uh, like we talked about it, whether. It's a high consumption rate in the state of Michigan. Yeah. Those, those are, we have long, dark, cold winters and, uh, we also have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. At the summertime, people are outside and you know, that this is part of our it's summertime in Northern yeah, Michigan. Absolutely. Said. You got it. You got it. That's <laughs> our brand. That's our brand campaign. Life amplified. It, it, it is. It's, it's, uh, we are in a unique time where this is now the reality. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm stating the obvious we're at a weed conference, right? Like. That's obvious, but it is this fascinating point in time where, you know, I was thinking about 2019 when we were here and what has changed since then. It's just massive. Like the leap has been just so big. Tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a wave. It's just going, it'll, it'll continue. 
Yeah. Like, I think it's foreseeable that when we come back a year from now, all those states we just mentioned, Ohio and Pennsylvania and New Jersey, like, Absolutely. they're all, not, if not up and running, like well on their way because they can't afford not to. Be. And even the states in the South, like it's. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Florida's a massive state and I, Georgia's on its way and then Virginia and Carolinas. Yeah. It's an exciting. Alabama. Yeah. It's funny. We were talking earlier. I'll get your sense on this and then I'll let you go. Um, we have MSOs, right? Multi-stop. We have single state operators. Yes. And I, I think there's a new trend that it won't be the companies themselves, but the brands like MSBs, multi-state brands. We already have a bunch, right? Sure. Um, but, but it'll only be the, the product or the licensing that'll get them there. Like there'll be, there'll be a business in New Jersey that is just that brand manufacturing that, that is licensed there. We see it even in Canada where we have Colorado brands that have a license that they offered like a licensing, not license, but licensing deal where we have these brands that become really the first entrance into new markets because they're so established yes. in Michigan or Colorado, right. California, they have the formulation, they know what they're doing. Yes. They want to get it across the country and they just ship it. Like, I don't know if it's a form, like this, you know, it's a recipe basically, but we will have brands cross borders more easily than certainly companies and retail shops. Like I think, do you think that's the case? Does it matter? Well, certainly it matters. Um, it is, it, are you, are you asking what? I don't know. I've just, I've just been thinking about this, that I, I'm thinking about it, especially because Wana gummies got quasi bought or right by, by canopy, right? Like it's, yeah. like there are, there's brand loyalty, even though the people producing the brand are, are not different. Yeah. They're different. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think if, if, if you make, if you produce a great product and people have a positive experience with your product. And this is the case with Loom. We're very confident that that would translate anywhere. Yeah. 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 And it is. People it, want that. They want confidence in the product they're buying. And even the experience of buying. Yeah. A absolutely. Yeah. Very important point. Well, it's because it's like, you know, um, Starbucks are not all owned by Starbucks and Coca-Cola doesn't bottle their own stuff and neither does Budweiser. Like you could, now that I'm thinking about it, of course there's like, there are models in other places that actually this speaks to directly. Yes. And I think we will see that more, obviously more and more as time goes on and absolutely up and down the supply chain. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I think forward. we're in a good position. Yeah. Little miss. Well, I look forward because we often prior to the co prior to COVID, we would travel to and through Michigan from Toronto. Cause it's like, oh, sure. it's like a, it's like a world away, but it's also like only five hours. Um, you can get far away and not go too far. So we'll be through and we'll, well, we'd love to host you in our, in our cultivation. Love it. Where is the cult? Where is the? It's in uh, mid Michigan, a town called Ever. Okay. It is about two and a half hours from the Detroit airport. Okay. And it's, it's really special. And we, uh, we brought a team from, uh, from, from the West, actually here from Vegas, uh, three years ago. And we, we have the best, best team of growers in the world. Love it. No doubt about it. They like the weather better in Michigan or Las Vegas? Well, <laughs> this way they've, they've, you know, they found a way to enjoy Michigan. You know, they've embraced it. They've embraced the outdoors, you know, the lakes and, yeah. and, and headed to the UP and camping, but they're here in Vegas That's, this week. They're back in their hometown. They're having a lot of fun, but bring, bring, bring the sunshine back with them. Cause it gets to be, it's almost dark season. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah. We're headed there. Doug, thanks so much for coming in. Yeah. Thank you very much. You got it. Okay. That was Doug Hellyer, the president and chief operating officer of Loom Cannabis, recorded live at MJ BizCon 2021. This podcast was recorded at MJ BizCon in Las Vegas in October 2021. For more information about Business of Cannabis, please visit businessofcannabis.com 
and follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.